This episode of A Little Juju Podcast is sponsored by Majestic Intentions. Majestic Intentions Sacred Instruments Shop is a Black-owned resource for all handmade jewelry, crystals, chakra healing, spirituality needs, and more. Check out their new summer collection at MajesticIntentions.com and use the code JUJU25 for 25% off your first order. Again, that's JUJU25 for 25% off your first order. Check out Majestic Intentions. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to A Little Juju Podcast. This is the podcast all about black-ass spirituality, honoring our ancestors, honoring ourselves, and decolonizing our spiritual practices on our path, on our journey to freedom and liberation. I'm your host, Juju, and I come to the show as a medium, a hoodoo practitioner, an Orisha devotee, a studier of all the religious things, a believer in African traditional religion, and traditions and religions of the diaspora and um i'm here i'm here i i'm today i'm coming as i am i posted on twitter the other day like i don't know if i'm can if i can get out an episode this week and so many of you i want to say thank you were like um don't if you're tired don't if it's too much don't rest and I, I really just want to say thank you for those of you who said that. You know, not that I always need permission to rest, but sometimes I just, it's easy to feel guilty. You know, I think black people, we don't be know how to rest sometimes. We have a lot to unlearn about resting and, and relaxing and not doing too much. So I, I want to say thank you to those of you who told me it was okay to rest. I decided to continue with the episode anyway because I think this would just be cathartic for me. Um, it is still, it is, you know, the podcast is work, but it's also a joy to be able to just get my thoughts out and to hear y'all's feedbacks and what y'all think. So um, that's why I decided to do an episode today. So thank you all for receiving me as I will be showing up today, however that may be. <laughs> I just want to say uh, thank you. So. Let's drop this intro and get into our show today. Welcome. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju. A little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Um, yeah, so <laughs> 2020, 2020, um, what can we say? Like, what, what can we say? I, I've had a, a, a whirlwind of emotions. I feel like a lot of us have, it's been so up and down, 
I'm at the stage right now in my grief where I can't even cry, really. Maybe I'll cry today, <laughs> but I could not cry and I'm a crier. So that has been mildly concerning. I've been so tired. I think that as people are wanting to connect with ancestors even more right now, especially black folks, I love it and I appreciate it and it's wonderful, but I think a lot of people who are spiritual workers or who just may have been talking about freedom, have been talking about liberation, have been talking about the importance of our spiritual work for moments like these and beyond. I think a lot of us are feeling super drained because there's just a lot of asks. There's a lot of people wanting to tap in. There's a lot of people looking for information. There's a lot of people wanting me to come and be a part of their things that they're hosting for black people, healing events and all of that, I think it's very important, but it's like, it's a lot. It's been taking a lot out of me. Like my energy feels like it's being depleted in a way. Um, and I'm trying to figure out the best ways for me to serve. What does rest look like in the middle of an uprising? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What does taking a break look like? Is there a such thing as a break right now? What does it mean for me to show up? Like, I don't know. What is content? <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to do the same healing work that I was doing before, but the energy right now was so amplified. Everyone's riled up. You know, people are wanting me to be a part of their protests and bless spaces and, and to sing. And it's beautiful. And I, I appreciate it. And it's just like, I'm just trying to like figure it out day to day what to do. Um, and I've also been told that I'm not even allowed to protest spiritually. Um, so I just want to say that because, you know, everybody's not supposed to be out in the streets. Like I've gone to a few things. I can't really march and walk. I can kind of go listen to people speak if there's vigils and things like that. If I'm to like bless a space or give people, you know, protection roots and herbs before they go out to protest, that is my work. But my work hasn't been actually physically being, you know, outside on the front lines and organizing in that way. Um, and I say, to those of you whose work that is, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. I got friends right now that I'm trying to hold down um, who have been doing that work, who have been getting arrested multiple times, who have literally been attacked, uh, who have been to jail. Um, it's a lot, y'all. It's like every day we learn of some new bullshit. I want to just also highlight this moment and the importance of us to really, you know, as we're talking about Black Lives Matter, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? You know, because our lives mattering is is really just the, the base level, you know, minimum. Yes, we matter, but what more, what, what else? Whose black life, whose black life matters? Over here, it's all black lives. So as we're doing this work to decolonize, to return to a more holistic way of living in community with each other, as we are talking about white domination and perversion um, and assumed supremacy, we have to honor the lives of all of us and we have to honor each other. It is our responsibility to honor the black life of your kin, your other black sibling, sister, black brothers. Like 
we have to do that. And so that means that we can't just talk about one aspect of what black lives, you know, mattering means is so much bigger than police abolition, which I'm with and, and defunding the police and abolition of jails. Those things need to be, those things need to go away. We know that they don't do anything. They do not keep us safe. And as we see, you know, Breonna Taylor, the, the organizing around Breonna Taylor is not the same. We forget to uplift the names of black women. On top of that, we see women like trans women, like Dominique Fells and Raya Milton, who are found dead or are being killed, trans women being killed in rates that don't make sense based on the amount of people who identify as trans women. Like the numbers are wild and the people who are killing trans women are other black people. People who are killing black women are other black people too. Women dying from domestic violence and abuse and state violence and lack of access to health care. This is so much bigger than um, George Floyd. May God rest his soul. May he rest in power. It is, but it is so much bigger than George Floyd. And we have to keep remembering that. As we go on in our day to day, it's about how are you treating the people that you are in community with? How are you loving on them? How are you trying to decolonize the ways and the biases that you have? If you are a black straight person, the biases that you have against other black queer people. If you are a black cis person, the ways that you your biases um, impact the lives of black trans people. How are we making our spaces more accessible to people who are disabled? How are you taking care of the elderly in your community? What are you teaching the young people in your community about who they are? This is so much bigger. This is so much bigger. This is so much bigger. So I just want us to say everyone's name. I want us to all hold respons- We all have a responsibility. We all have responsibility. I want you to remember that you must know your lane, how you are to show up. If you are not a protester and you shouldn't be outside, do not go outside. If you do not feel skilled enough in your spiritual work to be doing this and that and going to the graveyard and hexing, don't do that. Don't do that. Find another way. Do energy work. Do prayer. Whatever you feel comfortable in doing and that you feel like you're skilled enough in doing do that but you we have to be responsible because you know what i say this white folks that last maybe was last week week and a half ago white people were guilty honey they was they were sending me money you know coins filling away they were sending coins to black organizations, the bailout funds, a lot of funds who were bailing out people who were protesters who were going to jail were like overwhelmed with the amount of money. That's beautiful. But let me tell you how that shit has stopped. I don't have no more white guilt money coming in. So I'm, I, shout out to those of you who are securing your bags. <laughs> 
from these white these white gilt coins. But let me tell you, that bag is not sustainable. Quite frankly, really, none of the coins is sustainable because we're about to be in an economic downfall and crisis and and are. But we can get into the the, the downfall of capitalism right now. The white coins ain't gonna save us. The white folks that sent me $20 here, somebody sent me $200 last week. Cool. What does that do for me today? What will that do for my people in a week? What will that do for us in a year? This is 500 years of violence, really plus, but 500 years plus of violence that we are trying to work through in a week? Y'all got to get real. This time about the white people. Y'all got to get real. Black people, we need to get real too. And I'm talking to white people right now because white people listen to this damn show. And guess what? They'll continue to listen to this damn show. So what are you doing? Non-black people, what are you doing? When black people are free, everyone else is free. When all black people are free, everyone else is free. If your politic is not centered in the liberation of all black people, you are an enemy to me. You are an enemy to me. So if that is your politic and you listening to this show, you are an enemy listening to my show. And you are not welcome in this space. We are organizing together as folks who are feeling the call of our ancestors to do some work. And it is work. Do not be out here talking about Black Lives Matter when you're only talking about one type of black life. It's all or nothing. If my people are homeless, I am homeless. If a trans woman is murdered by an insecure ass black cis man, I am murdered by an insecure black cis man. When a black woman dies in childbirth because her doctor did not believe that she was in pain, I have died in childbirth. When a white cop kills Bum rushes a home and kills a woman, a black woman, Breonna Taylor. My home has been bum rushed. That's how we have to look at this, y'all. Nothing, degrees, none of that's going to save us. Stop with these signs talking about, I, I'm not a thug, I got a PhD. It don't matter. It don't matter. This is a fight. This is what I've been talking about on this podcast and so many people have been talking about. This is nothing new. We are more than prepared for this moment, but we have to make sure that we are on one accord because otherwise we're not going to get free. And while some of us are resisting and fighting, it is the responsibility of some of us and the uh, those of us who are ready to start dreaming, start dreaming. Start dreaming bigger than what you think. 
if you just think voting is it to, to change, you're not dreaming big enough. Sure, let that be a tool, whatever. If you think protesting is the end all be all, you are not dreaming big enough. If you think hiring more black cops is the answer, you ain't dreaming at all. <laughs> you ain't dreamt. You ain't dreaming, honey. That ain't the dream. But my point is that we have to also be visionaries in this moment. What do you want? You talk about manifesting all the time. What type of world can we manifest together? What does it look like? What does a free world smell like to you? Write that down. Talk to your ancestors about that. Talk about the spiritual work you can do about manifesting that for us. What do you envision? Does it look like more community gardens? Does it look like not having to work a nine to five? Does it look like a boss or working for someone that respects you? Does it look like we don't have to work for companies that actually use slave labor? Does it look like if there was an issue of domestic violence that people felt empowered enough to knock on the door of those people? Does it look like the police are not the ones that we have to call for every goddamn thing? We are the police. Have, we are asking too much of them motherfuckers. We are asking too much. We want the police to keep us safe. <laughs> okay. We want the police to be mental health experts. <laughs> okay. We want the police to de-escalate. We want the police to, to, to deal with traffic violation. We want them to do everything. They are not, they are not supposed to be doing all of that. Quite frankly, they were hired for a very specific purpose as slave catchers. These people were hired as slave catchers. These people were hired from government officials and rich, wealthy white people to protect their things from niggas. So that nobody took their things. Ain't no reframing that. Things are born out of energies. Okay. If an energy of something was built in chaos and in anti-black life, it was built in that, it was created in that, the spirit of that is rooted in a hatred for black people. We cannot reform the spirit of that. We need to create an entity with a new spirit that values our lives. There are spirits that value our lives. There can be, and there are entities that value our lives. We need to be uplifting those spirits. We need to be uplifting those. The spirit of the quote unquote police, it is what it is. That is a spirit that is fueled and fed from on black fear and black death. It will always be like that because that is what the spirit of it is. So let's empower and uplift the other spirits who can help dismantle that and also create a new world. Create a new world in your head. What do you want to feel like? What do you want your children to feel like? What do you want your great, great grandchildren to have? Beyond a house. Beyond money. Because that's not going to save us. How do you want your great, great, how do you want the great, 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 great grandchildren of the future to feel? Those black babies. How do you want them to feel? Ground yourself in that work. 
That's what I've been trying to ground myself in. We are so much more than the pain that we have experienced. We have so many tools that have been laid out for us, some of which I want to get into a little bit later. But I know that we will win this moment. You know, I know that we will win in general. I know that we got this, but we're in the midst of a crisis. And, you know, this land, especially if you're listening and even in the United States, this is a cursed land, baby. This is a cursed land. And when you live on a cursed land, you're going to feel the effects of the, the shit that, that what goes up must come down. The amount of pain that this land has caused to our people, other people, indigenous folks, um, everybody. It's just coming right back around. It's going to come right back around. So we need to be prepared for that moment because at the end of the day, the land going to wipe out who it wipe out. Ain't looking to see if it's the white person or whoever. We just need to be in right relationship. So when that shit really hits, we're not the ones going down too. Because we on a cursed land. It just is what it is. And unless you got a coin to go on and move, which, hey, I say, like I said, some people got to build. Some people got to be visionaries and build a new world. Shit. So if you going to go over somewhere, get us together. Shit, I might be one of them too. Go on somewhere else. Get us together. Kind of create a new little situation somewhere. I'm with it. But for those of us who are here now. We got to make sure we are in right relationship with the land. We are in right relationship with our community. We are in right relationship with the spirits that want us free. So that when shit really start biting America in the ass, we not getting hit too hard. Because it's going to come back with a vengeance because we own a cursed land. So we got to make sure that we praying for deep protection. Y'all, I just feel like I'm going to be going off all episode. <laughs> I'm going to try to bring some inspirational tea in, but I'm tired. <sighs> I could just blah, 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 this whole episode. Um, let's, let's transition. Let's get into donations, and then we can get fully into the show. All you need is a little juju. A Little Juju podcast is written, hosted, and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love, but it is labor nonetheless because podcasting ain't free. It takes time, energy, resources, money so that I can pay people to help me. Finally, I have a little bit more resources to do that. And I'm able to do that because people donate. Um, It is a few ways to donate to the show. All of them are important. I will start with the monetary ways and then we'll get into the non-monetary ways to support this work. So the first monetary way that I'll mention is through Patreon, which is a site that allows you to contribute to the show monthly. So on the first of the month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate, which will range from $1 to as many dollars as you want. I have some suggestions on my Patreon. And based on the level that you donate is the level of content or things that you'll receive from me via Patreon, which includes exclusive deals, videos. Sometimes I do readings. Sometimes I do workings for specific patrons. It just depends. And as always, such a huge shout out to my patrons who make this show possible. Um, so big shout out to Karen Larby, Hey, Karen. That's my boo. That's my London boo. 
Kasai McDonald, Locked and Bougie Meow, Shreya 360, Northern Conjure, Nicole Hargrove, Erica Gonzalez. Thank you to Lonnie Ramokan for editing your pledge. Uh, shout out to Katrina Jackson Birdsong, Camila Cunningham, Siobhan, Sarai Minot, Brianna Page, um, Brittany Wallman, Ariel, Alera, Zion Sylvester, Lindsay Eck, Mallory, Eldra Dillon, Mark, Shalonda Woolridge, Sandrina Jean-Charles, Shayana Hicks, Bianca Worthy, um, Bria Dunlap, Jessica Awo Kumasa, Tiara, or Tia, yeah, Tiara, Ayana Britt, Lauren Garriston, Symphony Buford, Nicolette, Tommy Nikolai, Olivia Tests or Teets Taylor, Sherrod Worthmeyer, E.T., Caitlin Rand, Alexa Harmon Thomas, Cassandra Morales, Trakina, Puddle Star Child, Ken, Tessa Chrisman, Taryn Rice, Alyssa or Elisa, Brittany Tingy, Tingy, Kelsey Santarica D, Felicia Grant, Serena Gibson Banks, Jasmine Thompson, Monica L. Meadows, Priestla Aris, Linda Wells, Taylor Allen, Rachel Clement, Allison S. Andy, hashtag just a kid from the PNW. Thank you. Uh, Jesse, Megan Cody, Boo Austin, Allison. Oh, I said Allison. Okay, cool. Yes, thank you so, so much to all of my patrons. I had to just get y'all because I had an influx of patrons. And quite frankly, I hope some of these people are white. But again, the white bag really ain't sustainable. But if it is, I appreciate y'all for doing the sustainable giving. Um, it's, it's, it's very important to me. Of course, all my black people that always come through, always who take care of me. I love you and the people of color. I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you. Um, thank you for sharing the energy of money with me, the energy of abundance, the energy of wealth, especially at this times. Like it, it, it matters all the time, but to be my patron at this moment in these unsure times, it is very, uh, It means a lot to me. So I'm sending sending the energy of abundance, uh, sending the energy of um, you being able to have the resources to manifest and create and do whatever it is that your heart desires, whatever is the work that you've been called to do. As you have shared with me, I'm sharing that energy right back with you um, and speaking it over you tenfold so that you have all the resources, all the abundance you do. Um, that is my prayer. Um as you share with me, I share with you. So thank you so, so much to y'all and to everyone who donates in whatever way that they can, whether monetary or not. Um, it does not go without deep, deep, deep gratitude. So thank you. And of course, it it, it, it always funds Black Futures. This When you share with me, it funds Black Futures and not just mine. I mean, like I, I really be donating... <laughs> Like I'll be donating down to everything, to so many different organizations and people um, who are doing this work, who don't get celebrated, um, who might not have a platform. So, you know, it stays within the community. So I just appreciate y'all for trusting me uh, with that, with that resource. Thank you so much.
I want to say also to my patrons, those of you who donate through Patreon, there's some type of change happening and I'm not sure who is going to be impacted because it's kind of weird they were saying, but it's some new tax thing that Patreon is doing. So I don't know if that means that you're going to be paying a little bit more than original or you're going to have to be paying taxes on it or if whatever, you're still going to be paying the same amount but less of it goes to me, quite frankly, I don't know. We are in a weird time. You do what you got to do. You know, we all try to figure it out. I don't feel no type of way about nothing you choose to do right now. But um, if it does impact you, actually, I don't even know because it's not every state. But if you are one of my patrons, just check your email, see if they have sent you something um, just so that y'all know what's going on. These places, fuck capitalism. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And of course, big shout out to those of you who hit me up on the Cash App for a more non-committal way to donate to the show at dollar sign I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E or on my PayPal at thejujubay, T-H-E-J-U-J-U-B-A-E at gmail.com. Big shout outs to those of you who have donated in that way. I say a little prayer for you each time. So thank you. And if you are interested in the non-monetary ways to donate to the show, which are just as important, shout me out, tag ALJPod, tag Jujubay on social media, put people onto the show, tell them what this podcast is and what it's about, comment, subscribe so that I pop up when a new episode comes out so you already are hip and you know, just let people know about the show. You can rate five stars on Apple or whatever platform that you are using and just help me spread the good juju gospel. I appreciate everyone who always tags and tells me they're listening and puts people onto the show. I deeply, deeply appreciate that as well. All that information will be in the show notes. So now let's get back into the show. All you need is a little juju. Alrighty, let's get into our first segment, which is called Heal Yourself, which is is uh, juju related tips and tricks to help ourselves heal from the inside out. So today's heal yourself as we are in the midst of fuckery. I thought it would be important to just uplift a few things that I've talked about before on the podcast, but that might need to be amplified again in this moment because we are in the midst of creating a new world. Which is beautiful and lovely, lovely but we got to make sure we're all on the same page. Um, so I had a Misa. For those who don't know, a Misa is a seance. Basically, it is a space to be able to call on the spirits for mediums to come together and experience possession, potentially, but also just like general readings that it, it's just basically, it's kind of like just letting spirits come and say what they got to say and it making a safe space for, for spirits to come and say what they got to say and to also pass spirits. So um, since we are in the... In 2020, where shit is turned on the same, most Misas are in person, and they can be, but uh, well, I actually did a Misa on Zoom, and it worked fine, so it was a virtual Misa, and a whole bunch of things came up, you know, maybe I'll talk a little bit more about some of the things on this episode, but uh, one of them, let's just hop right into it, was about blood, about feeding the earth blood. And I know I don't talk much about blood magic here because personally, I don't talk much about blood magic because one, I was 
really scared out of doing blood magic when I first started because an elder that I had was very like anti-blood magic in a lot of ways. You don't need blood. Don't do blood with this. And so I kind of took that on in a lot of ways and it kind of scared me from using my own blood, especially blood of the womb, which is really powerful in a lot of traditions. Blood of the womb is like that girl, like that ingredients. So I I never, I stayed away from blood work because I thought that it, you know, I, I have some de- decolonizing to do around it. But in the Misa, the spirits were saying, it's time to be feeding the earth blood. We have to feed the earth blood. I was talking about being in the right relationship. That's one of the ways. So I'm not the blood magic connoisseur. I'm not going to get on here and talk too much about that. But I will say, if you have blood from a womb from your womb if you are a womb bearing person who bleeds it would be in your best interest not to go do this don't go say don't go be listening just doing what i say go ask your spirits if it makes sense for you to feed the earth your menstrual blood okay because at the end of the day the earth gonna eat regardless she's she's gonna eat the blood of whoever Okay, as as African descended people of the diaspora or whatever, our traditions very clearly say that the earth feeds eats blood. Spirits eat blood. Okay, they eat animal sacrifice. That's why we do animal sacrifices. It eats plant blood as well. Plant blood is a another form to, to do blood. I've talked about that and if I can think of the episode, I will put it in the show notes. Let me make a note of that. Um to see if I can find the episode on plant blood. But our menstrual blood is powerful. If you have menstrual blood, taking some, collecting some, and going to a nearby tree and praying that the earth take that instead of taking um, and feeding off of black bodies unconsensually. Of course, the earth always eats our blood. I know it sounds wild and ridiculous, but we die, we get put in the ground. Anything dies, it gets put in the ground, it decomposes, the plants eat it, the the animals eat it, they die. It's a cycle. It's a cycle of life. So this ain't nothing too woo-woo wild. I mean, the earth eats, literally feeds off of our bodies. Unfortunately, I think that the earth has been eating a lot of bodies that have been um, killed and snatched way before their times and a lot of black bodies have died traumatically which we know and have talked about and the earth has to feed on that trauma and eat off of that regardless though the earth gonna eat so we need to make sure that we're feeding her something that is consensual and we're giving it in love and in power so that it, it's feeding and it's feeding less on the the bodies of our people of those of us who are becoming ancestors too quickly who are not having proper burials who are not getting what they need the earth is sucking that energy in it's a cycle so to offset some of that spirit was saying feed feed the earth blood feed the earth blood if that resonated with you Go to your spirits, ask them if that is what you are called to do. If you feel yes, or you feel in your spirit, yes, go and do it. Find a tree, say to the earth, give thanks. Ask the earth to just consume this blood and not the blood of our people who are being killed unjustly. Receive this blood from me in life and in power and in love. Make yourself known as an ally to the earth. That you are feeding her consensually and ask her to stop you and, and, and do not, that she does not need to ingest the lives of our people who are leaving us too quickly because of state violence. That is one thing we can do.
I will try to get an episode together for y'all for, with someone who knows way more about blood magic than I do. I am just sharing a message from the spirits in Amisa. The second thing I want to say for heal yourself, because when we heal the world, we heal ourselves. Second thing is we need to be elevating our ancestors. You need to do an ancestral elevation. I'm not going to get into too much detail about what an ancestral elevation is. I will tag or I will put in the show notes. Um, Satara wrote an article. Uh, it was a it was specific to a certain astrological time, and she and in that astrological time, um, her ancestors or spirits were telling her to let people know about elevating the ancestors. Um, so you know, look past whatever the astrological time was, but she gave details on how to do an ancestral elevation. But in short, an elevation is a way to just give a little bit extra love, energy, support to our ancestors so that they are better able to show up for us. Again, we know that we have ancestors who did not die in love and in light. Okay. And some of them still are not in love and are not in light as they have transitioned on. So you not want to do a good little elevation for them so that they have strength to come through and protect you. We're not we're in a dangerous time. You need your protections. You need to make sure that we're all on the same accord, humans and the dead people. So elevation, good way to get you on the same record. It's a good way to break some generational curses. You're speaking life over your spirits. Again, I will put in the show notes, a Satara's article on how to do an ancestral elevation. That is very important right now. That is how we, when we heal our ancestors, we heal ourselves. Why? Because we are them. (laughs) We are them. So can't relate to all them signs talking about, I am not my ancestors. I will beat you up. I am not my ancestors. What? Huh? Don't put me in that number, please. Please keep me out of all of that. I am not my ancestors commentary because it just simply does not make sense. Okay. Um. Lastly, for healing ourselves, again, this ain't no spell. This is something very simple. If you have people around you, neighbors, elderly, children, whoever, that you feel like you could connect to in a particular way or create some type of community meetings, writing your number down and sharing it with the people around you, we are going to need each other very soon. Mark my words, way more. And I'm trying to get on this too, being a little bit more neighborly. Now, if you live in a mostly white neighborhood, you don't feel comfortable talking to your white neighbors or it's not a safe place, definitely don't do this. But if you live in community with people or if you see somebody struggling, or if you see just some things that you feel like you can intervene on and you feel safe doing that or there's someone that you can call, feel empowered to be, to, here's the thing. And here's the message that I've been getting. And let me tell you, it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm going to share it because it's not always about being comfortable. Um, a lot of spirits and ancestors have been talking so much about community, which I've been saying before in previous episodes. But really, this moment is about making our neighbor's business our business. As we continue to talk about defunding police and all of this stuff, that means that our neighbor's business becomes our business. Are we ready for that? So I'm going to empower y'all to all go to your altars, be in meditation and think about how, how does that sit in your body? For me, that kind of makes me uncomfortable because there's this level of quote unquote privacy that we have been quote unquote afforded in the West that traditionally would not have been there in the same ways. And I think a lot of people, black folks understand like, oh yeah, when I was growing up, 
You know, my neighbor, when I skipped school, my neighbor was calling my mama. <laughs> we have to get back to that, y'all. So start to think about what it is that you might need to, to get comfortable in making your neighbor's business your business and your neighbor being in your business. Again, this is part of the manifestation free world. What will the free world look like? I know in the free world, if I'm not home or something and my child acting up, I really want, if my if my neighbor from across the street see my child acting up, please tell me, don't mind your business. I want to know if my child is acting up. So we have to get comfortable with, with that, y'all. We are, we are literally deconstructing everything that we thought we were supposed to have. So... That's my heal yourself for today. Feed the earth. If you do not have menstrual blood, I'm not going to get into other things that you have to do because the, the message to me was about menstrual blood. So if you don't have uh, menses or whatever, just you can sit with the idea of blood magic, see what you might need to do with that. You might not need to do anything. I'm just talking to people who have menses right now. And for you to go and sit with your spirits and see if that's part of your work. Because I know it's some of y'all's work. Elevate your ancestors. We can all do that. That's the next tip. And again, we heal ourselves by healing and healing with the people around us by creating community. And it might not always be about our physical neighbors, but we all have neighbors. You know, we all have, look at your neighbor, say neighbor. And and that may not be somebody who lives next to you, but someone that you are around. How can you show up for them? Yes, money. How else? So write down what you want to feel, how you want to be, how you want to be treated by your neighbors, how you want to treat your neighbors in the free world. That is the heal yourself today. And that work does not just heal us. It heals generations. It heals They say seven generations behind and seven generations forward. So that those are my, uh, those are my heal yourself tips today. Also, please take a spiritual bath, honey, take a spiritual bath. If you organize and out in the streets, take a spiritual bath and eat a piece of basil, eat some fresh basil (laughs) to clean your insides. That's another one, but all right, (laughs) heal yourself. All you need is a little juju. Okay. Our next segment is Juju for the Culture, where I talk about what is happening around us in the world from a Juju spiritual lens and give my current critiques. I mean, what the hell? I I think I've been talking a lot about what's going on. It's hard to think about anything else outside of this moment, outside of the pandemic, outside of the uprisings. Outside of fighting for our lives, I mean, I think this is really a moment for me to amplify my message about Hajan. I think that's how I want to use this moment. So for those of you who follow me on Instagram, where unfortunately, fortunately, slash you get most of my tea because I'd be on Instagram. I posted a video that was to mostly non-black, um, but like white specifically, which is mystics spiritual people, whatever. And I was talking about the roots, Hajan roots, um, popularly known as and used as Jalapa. But there's also Morning Glory, 
Apomia ponderata, which is another form of hajan as well. But the most popularized version is jalapa root. Um, I think we could get into the back and forth of which one is more hajan, which one works. It all works if you know how to feed it right and call on the spirit. It all works. Child, you can use a peach pit. A peach pit didn't work for some of our ancestors when they ain't have access to the other stuff. So, hey, we, 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 this hoodoo, you use what you got. But the point of the video was basically a call out to white witches and white botanica shops and white store owners to give high John roots to black people at this time. Lots of us, lots of black folks have been looking for hajan because hajan is a root of resistance. It is a root to be able to get us um, out of very traumatic and hard situations, especially ones that have been placed on our bodies from white domination and perversion. Um, hajan was a spirit that that moved us out of that. Hajan was a spirit that was there where they, they said slavery was the worst, quote unquote, unquote, where somebody was being brutalized really, really bad. That's when hajan would show up like, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, I will link the episode to Hi John um, in this in the show notes. So I don't want to get too deep into that because I have a whole episode on him. But the call out was for white witches and white misses and white botanical owners and white curio shops to give high John to black people because this is a moment that we need that root. This is the moment that we need our spirit our spirits of protection where we need our spirits of joy where we need our spirits of being too slick for the enemy to be able to get out of very difficult situations and the response to that was actually pretty positive I had a lot of white spiritualists or whatever reach out for my P.O. box to send me hajan root which I have been feeding and giving out to um organizers protesters and also just like people in the hoods like people just regular people who have to deal with this shit every day in a different way that really I don't have to deal with it um and a lot of black men actually a lot of a lot of black men I was an M to give out high John root to and that was told to me by high John when I was working with the root but my whole thing is this my critique on the culture was, and I've been going back and forth and maybe that my call out wasn't right. Maybe I didn't ask correctly, but black people should not have to pay for high John root. High John is a spirit specific to hoodoo. Period. And whatever, white people went and bought a bunch of high John from these white mystics and whatever. I didn't say that they had to demand it. I just said that black people shouldn't have to do that work. You need to give it to us. You need to give it to me to hand out where I am or other black people who are local to you or whatever. And it was just interesting that I received a lot of high John. Also, I received a lot of high John from black people who saw that call out for white mystics. Black people ended up sending me shit. <laughs> Cause we take who keeps us safe, we we keep us safe. Who takes care of us, we do. So I appreciate y'all who sent me high John. But it was really to the white people because I don't think we should have to pay for it. But it was just like and but still white botanicas still ended up getting a lot of money because white people did not reach out to these white botanicas and say why it is important for black people to have it. They went and bought it, which is fine. You can buy it from them, but they're just gonna get more. And if you, unless you're going to keep buying it out and giving it to black people, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know what the ass, I don't know what I need to do to be very clear that white people shouldn't have high John root period. And this is not my personal opinion. 
This is what it is. That root is not relevant to your spiritual, to Nordic ancestors. It's not relevant to whatever European ancestry that you might have. Hi, John, the stories of Hi, John, that you hear out of the mouths of black people, that's people that worked with that spirit, that had that root, that carried it. You can listen to blue songs and hear these things. It is very clear who that root is for. So I get all these roots in the mail, all these Hi, John roots. Coming with little how to use it, little sticky notes from white people from white botanica saying, use this was charged under the moon and you should use this for anything related to success and love. Peace be with you. That's how you'll use your high john. I don't want that shit in my high john. Don't give me that fucking piece of paper to tell me how to use high john. I know how to use high john. You know why? Because I called on high john and asked him what he wanted. And he did cuss me out for some things. But the point was that he was saying he don't want to be in them botanicas. Them spirits don't want to be there. He's felt He feels disrespected to how these white mystics and witches and also probably other people who are being taught by these white mystics and witches, black people included, being disrespected of how they are using this plant. The moment that we're in now is a high jaw moment. It is a high John moment. High John needs to be in the hands of black people and black people should not have to pay white people to get high John. It's like paying for our freedom. Which ain't gonna never happen. So I need the white people to be on top of y'all need to let the white botanical stores know that it is not for them. Yes, you can keep buying it and giving it to black people, but actually there needs to be more conversation around, hey, that's not for you. You want to know how to show up? That's the way that you can show up. You need to stay on their necks. I know that white people, y'all was mad last week and that's it. The fight ain't over. This is 500 years worth of bullshit. You're going to have to keep fighting. You have to keep donating. You're going to have to keep getting high, John. You're going to have to keep working through your own guilt. You have to keep talking to your own family. You're going to have to keep doing that. Black people, you need to ask the white people around you or so I know some black people have felt very empowered to send emails to different white botanical owners. Feel free to do that. I don't want this to have to be your labor, but if you feel called to do that, that's fine. Because some black folks have reached out and some white botanicals were like, oh yeah, we'll donate some. I'll take some for now, but that's not the goal. The goal is it shouldn't be in your hands. The goal is maybe we need to connect to black farmers or even our Mexican kin because Jalapa root, the most popularized version of High John, come from Mexico. It's come from Mexico. Like, so that probably really ain't the High John High John was talking about when he said, I'm going to put my energy into this root and whoever carries this root going to be able to call on me to do what they need to get done and be successful in it. He probably wasn't talking about jalapa root, but we know that it works because we can't put our juju and our stank on it and it works. It works. Jalapa has worked for me. Like I said, peach pits don't work, but most likely it is the root of the morning glory upon me, Ponderata, that we need. But my critique on the culture right now is that high John don't need to be in nobody's hands who's white. It shouldn't be. And they charging us arm and legs for our freedom. I feel very disrespected by that. I do not like it. I do not appreciate it. 
That's my critique on the culture right now. Get it out of their hands. Like somebody bought me, like a bunch of white people had bought me high John Root. Well, guess who they bought it from, y'all? Lucky Mojo. If you don't know, we don't we don't stand Lucky Mojo over here. We don't. It's been a bastardization of what hoodoo is. It, it contributes to all these white people thinking that they are the connoisseurs and the leaders and the educators on hoodoo. Writing books on hoodoo. Saying that it is not a black tradition. I'm sorry I'm yelling y'all, but I'm mad. Whole reason I started this podcast. Because y'all not going to continue to lie on the tradition that was getting my people free. And saying that it is one for everybody. That hoodoo is for everybody. No. You stole it from my ancestors. You saw that they were doing some shit that worked. And some of them to maybe taught you a little bit of it. They didn't teach you nothing. They might have taught you a little bit here and there. Some of them was nice. They might have taught you what the roots meant. And some of these white people, they done studied under real black hoodoo practitioners. They have. Some of them might, some some of them have some decent stuff out there. But that's not the point. The point is that they are making money off something that they stole. And even if our, one of our elders did teach them some shit, they were never making, they were never able to make that type of money or have the type of uh, respect that the white people get to have. The things that they took from our ancestors. And I'm here to take it back. I'm here to take my roots back. I'm here to take my curios back. I'm here to take my magic back. Period. This is a liberation work that is a liberation route. Get it back, y'all. Get it back however you need to get it back, but get it back. They need to run us our shit. That's how I feel about the culture right now. That's how I feel about the hoodoo culture right now. That's how I feel about these traditions right now. Give us our shit. And if you will not give us our shit, it will be taken. Y'all better put some respect on my motherfucking ancestors. That's all the hell I know. And y'all better put some motherfucking respect on High John. Okay? He had words for me. He had words for me. Oh, trust me. High John came when I was working with the roots. He got my ass together. Because my, I'm going to tell you why. My, my intention was to get all these roots from these white folks or whatever. Dress them. Go to protest. Hand them out. Go wherever, hand them out. Just give them to black people. Just have a black, have a, have a root. Hey, black person, you're black, have a hot John. He was like, no, that ain't it either. Baby girl, that ain't it. Everybody who's black ain't even supposed to have this root. You just giving out the root flippantly. No, that ain't it either. You really need to be giving it to people who are actively fighting and resisting every single day, even beyond protesting, which is really the niggas outside every day on the corner. Which is really the people who can't barely get the food to their mouth. Don't they need success? Yes, this is a moment of resistance and fighting. But people are resisting and fighting every single day. Go outside to where you live. And and to the people out there who's struggling every single day that you see. Give them a root. Don't just be handing it out to every old black person. Because quite frankly, every skin folk 
ain't careful. What you gonna give it to people out here who actually want you dead too, who are black? Cause you just giving it out? Everybody who black don't need her John. When I was when I was doing readings and stuff like that. How John didn't come up in every black person reading. How John came up in very specific people's reading. Very specific people. Lots of the times it was organizers. Lots of times most people who 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 not, who don't just I'm not talking about protests. I'm talking about people who have made it their business, who have made it their lives for liberation, who have made the liberation of black people their life. Hajan comes up with them. Hajan comes up with hood niggas when I read hood niggas. He was like, you need to really get, especially my brothers in order. Well, I don't need to get them in order, child. But he was like, I'm trying to get them in order. Give them the root. It's definitely black women and black womb bearing people who, who, who Hajan has come up for. But Hajan real finicky. Even with me. Even with me. So, uh, that's my duty for the culture. We want our roots. We want our things. White people, you need to be telling the white botanicals that they shouldn't have high john. Black people should not be out here scrambling, looking for high john root, only to find it on Etsy to pay an absorbent amount of money for our freedom. It is disrespectful. You want to know how to show up, you do that work. And it's going to be uncomfortable and I don't give a fuck. That's my juju for the culture today. If you want to send me Hi John specifically, because I will be giving it out to people right now in Baltimore, most mostly, email me, juju at isjujubay.com for my P.O. box. I'm still collecting roots. I'll be collecting roots until I can't collect no more motherfucking roots. Thank you to those of you who have sent roots already. Email me if you want them to come to me. I will feed them and I will be giving them to black people that Hajan instructs me to give them to. All you need is a little juju. All right, y'all. I took me a little deep breath, took me a little break. <laughs> I'm coming back with some different energy. Um, I get to hear the children outside playing, as I'm sure some of you do, too. We'll see how that is going to be edited out. But they are turning up outside as they should be. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about spiritual warfare. I want to talk about the importance of spirituality in these moments of these these liberation moments because it's very important and those of you who have the honor of seeing me rage on twitter and my twitter threads I, i'm going to read a thread that i had because I, I think that this is just an important it was an important thread it sparked a lot of good conversation and um oh my goodness they playing music outside child. okay anyway so here's a tweet i, I tweeted this on june 6th and I quote, I know I'm about to sound like a religious crusader and that's okay, but I really need folks to understand that ain't no, no, ain't no liberation without deep connection to our collective ancestors and the spirits of this land. I wish someone would show me a successful battle, revolution, or rebellion of collective African people that did not involve heavy spiritual work prior and during said rebellion. If you plan to fight and you don't have spiritual protections, you are fighting for nothing. If you are prepared to fight and you have no spiritual guidance and, not, and have not checked in with your spirits to make sure that the strategy is complete, you will lose, period. 
Before we fight, we need to see the priest, quote unquote. That is how it has always been. That it, That is how it still is. Our people did not reject the spirits that kept them safe. They checked in because they crossed their T's and dotted their I's. They knew that this was spiritual warfare. I'm going to stop there for a moment and just talk a little bit about what I mean by spiritual warfare. It's really just understanding that spirit is a part of everything that we do and and what is happening um, in the spiritual realm is also being reflected in this particular realm, in the physical realm, as above, so below. If you know the Our Father, um, what what they say in the Our Father, uh, as it is in heaven. You know, it's all about what's going on there, what's going on here. So we have to create spiritual allyship as always and connect to our ancestors and spirits that want us free to be able to call them in and see what advices do they have for this moment. That's why I'm always pulling cards. That's why I'm always saying, okay, so what should we be doing? What should we be thinking through? That's why I had a Misa. I didn't know to feed the earth blood until spirits told me. So that's why this, that's why this is, this is, very much a spiritual war that's happening as much as it is a physical war that is happening. Again, remember I said the energy, the entity, the spirit, the God of the police force, the God of even this white supremacy, the God, you know, there are gods attached to these things. These things have been successful at um, traumatizing repeatedly black people and other people uh, for for hundreds of years, for hundreds of years, that is because there is spiritual power behind those things. It, it, it's not just that white supremacy just doesn't. I really don't like the term white supremacy, but for lack of a better word for right now, y'all know what I'm talking about. White supremacy doesn't just exist and work just because it does or because that white people are so much smarter or anything like that. It's because that they know how to feed their gods. You know, there's gods of these things, those gods, those racist gods those gods that are of terror the gods of chaos are constantly fed especially in i mean all over the world but especially in america it feeds off of our terror you know it feeds off of 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 our trauma it feeds off of us being um damn near seen as not human so again all of this is spiritual work that we have to undo and untangle and uncross the same that we have to uncross ourselves from other shit going on in our personal lives, the same way we have to uncross and untangle the spiritual work that's happening and uplift our ancestors. So that is why this work is spiritual. And then, you know, subsequently, that is how this is spiritual warfare. So let me continue the tweets. Let me go back. Okay, we are not just human beings of flesh and blood and no soul, no spirit. That is a ridiculously westernized, quite frankly, bastardized, disrespectful and egotistical way to even look at ourselves or our movements that actually moved. If you are a grassroots organization, a liberation group, uh, anything where you are actively trying to organize and fight um, against white you know, domination. And you are not being advised by a practitioner, a priest, a spiritual worker with skill. You ain't going to give us so far. And I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. I know it's cute to be atheist. And I know Western religion has really fucked a lot of us up, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the spirits of our ancestors, the ones who could cure wounds with spit and a plant, the ones who called on gods of smite before smiting. If we do not start getting serious about the place of spirit in our movements, prepare to keep feeding the earth our spilled blood in the midst of tragedy and violence and not the blood of our enemies. She going to eat regardless. Um, 
let me go back to the point about smiting, calling on the gods of smite. I've talked about this in different episodes, but we can just look to, um, of course, everyone, I have to uplift the Haitian revolution. Of course, we, we honor Haiti for them showing us how we can fight and liberate ourselves, um, showing us the importance of Vodou in the Haitian tradition, in the Haitian revolution. You know, the night before they went to Bois Cayman and they sacrificed the black pig to the deity Urzali, um, uh, the Mambo, uh, Cecile Fatiman did that sacrifice and, and there were Vodou priests and, and, and Mambos there to do that work so that the, the spirits of that smiting came down to protect the Haitian people, to also give them the tools that they needed to be able to successfully liberate themselves and that, that they did. So we always honor Haiti. I want to uplift the episode about Gullah Jack um, and the Denmark Vesey slave conspiracy, which was not a fully actualized rebellion, but it was one that had a lot of planning and there was a lot of care and spiritual work that was a part of that. Thanks to Gullah Jack. I will tag that episode. I'm not going to get too much into it, but Gullah Jack broke down some things that we, they needed to do before they went out and started to beat that ass. Gullah Jack said, okay, do we got the crab claws? Okay. We can only eat corn, da, 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 all these things. So, um, that was not a fully successful rebellion because it actually never happened because somebody wanted to snitch. It's always a snitch. This is why all kid folk ain't all skin folk and kid folk too. Let's let's talk about that again because somebody, a black person, snitched and told the white people they was about to turn up. Um, I want to uplift the Stono Rebellion, which happened in South Carolina. When them them heads was getting chopped, okay, our ancestors was fighting in the Stono Rebellion. They had the use of drums before they did their works. They were wearing white. Um, there, I also found an article that was interesting. They said that the day that they decided to do the Stono Rebellion could have been uh, a day that was in alignment with uh, a sacred day to honor Jesus's mother Mary. Um, and we know that a lot of the folks who are part of the Stone Rebellion in South Carolina had Congo ancestry. Let me not say we know. We might not know, but I'm telling you now. Had a lot of Congo ancestry. A lot of our ancestors who came from the Congo were practicing Catholic people. They were practicing Catholic. They follow Catholic calendar. Um, I don't think the Gregorian calendar, but whatever calendar that was, they followed that very closely. The Black Madonna, all of that. I will, if I can link uh, some links about that I can. But uh, my point is that African people, whether displaced African people of the diaspora, people on the continent have always known and understood the importance of checking in with spirits and our ancestors and spirits of the land to be sure that what they were doing was successful. I told a story in another podcast episode about the Bakweri people um, of, ooh, of Cameroon, who defeated the German people. And that this is a story that is told amongst the Bakweri people, or it might have been another group, but this is this, a guy told me who was Cameroon on it, who was from Cameroon on a date. <laughs> and he said that the, their ancestors and they took branches, the spirit told them to take branches off of the trees and use them as knives and use them as, as um, fire. And it burned the skin of the German people. These were sticks. These were just. Sticks with, with, with leaves on them. But spirit trapped themselves in those sticks to where when they hit the skin, it felt like someone was putting hot coal or fire on your skin. It felt like someone was stabbing you when they used those. They fought German people who had weapon artillery with sticks and leaves. 
How? Because spirit was in them sticks and leaves. Because spirit told them to do it. Okay? I just wanted to put that in there as some receipts, honey. Okay. What do I also I want to read? I mean, I said some more things. I'm not sure if it's relevant here. Uh, I, I said, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about Reiki right now or candles. This is still important work. I'm just not talking about that right now. I'm talking about traditions who understand the importance of blood, the importance of animal sacrifice. And we have to get real. I'm talking about goats. I'm talking about Ebo. Ebo is sacrifice. In the Yoruba tradition, when, when you get a reading or something comes up or shit is blocking your way, you have an ebo to do, to be able to remove that blockage, to be able to get what you need. In order for us to get what we need in this moment, we need ebo, which means we need to be going to diviners and practitioners and spiritual workers. Um, again, this is not about your necessarily your personal reading right now, but this is looking to people who understand what's happening in the collective and are doing works around that. Connecting with mambos, etc. Um, going back to the tweet, the thread. I also recognize that many spirit workers be hiding, unavailable as fuck, and quite frankly, many are largely disconnected to our movements of young people who are fighting. And we can't afford that anymore. This is literally war. And then in the tweet, I said, let me think through some things. I love us too much. This is a call for us all to think through this and be better and do better. This is for activists, for organizers, for spirit workers, priests, conjurers alike. Talk to your godparents. Talk to your homie who knows somebody who does that voodoo stuff, something. All I know is that we will not get free without the invocation of our ancestors. And that's just it. Simply put. That is just it, simply put. And I know some of y'all are like, I don't have an elder. I don't have a godparent. I don't have. Yes, you do. You have yourself and you have your ancestors who are walking with you. Pull some cards out. Study what those cards mean. Sit and meditate at your altar. Tell them to show you signs. Tell them to bring you to people who can help you. You are listening to this podcast. You have already been brought somewhere, baby. You've already been brought somewhere. Feel empowered to listen to some of the things that I've said, other workers, that things that you can do to be able to strengthen the protections that you have in your home and also the workings and prayers that you can do for, for others as we are out here continuing this liberation fight that is nowhere near over. Nowhere near over. Let's get real. It's nowhere near over. So if you have not done built your altar yet, I implore you to do that. If you have not been changing your water out on your altar, I implore you to do that. If you need to do an ancestral elevation, that is a great first step. Maybe you don't hear your ancestors because your ancestors are having a hard time talking because they need to be elevated. Again, I will put in the show notes how you can go about elevating them. Make some space in your day for quiet so you can hear what actually needs to be heard, y'all. We really got this, but we will not continue to... Do the, like I said, if we are not checking in with spirit workers with skill at this time and elders, we will lose this fight. If we have entities that we can literally tap on their shoulder and be like, hey, y'all got the aerial view. We can only see what's going on here in the physical realm, what's right in front of us. Why not talk to the people who have an aerial view of what's going on and seeing what their strategy is and seeing how we can work with that? 
So this right now, especially I'm talking to people who are organizing things right now, who are moving people to action right now about specific things. You need to be checking in. If you are doing some type of uh, protest or whatever, ask somebody to come and bless the land before you do it. Ask that the people be safe. Say prayers. Say prayers before going out. If you come back home from a protest, clean yourself off. Take a spiritual bath. Even if you just sit in some salt, some salt water, some Epsom salt. Salt draws things out of the body. Toxins out of the body. Energetic toxins out of the body. Take care of yourself. This is a long fight and this is a spiritual fight. So the same things that we're doing on the ground, we need to be doing in the spirit realm and we need to be checking in with our spirits. Last thing I'm going to say quickly is if you think about any billionaire, any millionaire, even any celebrity that has a lot of money, um, if they get caught up in some bull crap, which a lot of them do, especially around just like violence towards people, funding prisons, um, sex trafficking. You know, I don't want to get too graphic, but just really some of the most heinous things that we can think of that that happen. Um, when those people get caught up, whether there's a book about them, there's an article about them, there's things that come out about them and how they were able to keep this going for so long. One is because a lot of, you know, government officials and police and 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 um, politicians and stuff be involved in it. So they, they allow those things to continue to happen. And there's also somebody who went to a witch. There's always something about a witch Somebody threatened somebody with witchcraft. Somebody said this is good. This is continuing to go on because uh, we have someone doing feeding the spirits again, this, the spirits of 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 um, sex trafficking. Spirits of enslavement of bodies. There are people out there who keep these politicians and things who keep this stuff going and under wraps, they go to the people who know how to talk to spirit and tell them to feed. They pay them big money. They paying conjurers too. Paying people big money. They're going to the continent and doing it to keep that mess going because they go to people who know to understand that this is a spiritual work as Deep as it is a physical work. Um, I'm going to plug the episode. There's more to this witch shit. Because I get into that a little bit more. About how people keep folks entrapped through, um, through, through quote unquote witchcraft. Keep people enslaved through it. This is a spiritual war, y'all. It is because the same way that there are spirits of liberation and we have high John and we have Shango and we have, we have all of these, um, we have the Ursuli down to, we have all these spirits. There are spirits of the exact opposite. And as we are living in this world on this land, especially in the United States, the spirits of that opposite, the spirits of chaos are fed constantly. The spirits of, of trauma and fear that are fed constantly. The spirits of black pain are fed constantly. Black people and all these people out here 
condoning foolishness and mess and chaos and black trauma. They honor their ancestors, y'all. We see we have slave owners on our on our currency. We have streets named after people who owned our ancestors and abused them. We have, which I'm, I'm loving all the toppling down of all these um, statues of racists and confederates being toppled down. Those spit, those are spirits. Those are ancestors. They're somebody's ancestor. George Washington is somebody's ancestor. And we got to look at that MF every day that we pay a dollar for something. That's a form of veneration. So there's so many ways that all of these disgusting spirits that we don't fuck with the spirits of white supremacy are being fed every single day so we have to be very mindful of how we are interacting with those spirits our own thoughts decolonizing our own thoughts to make sure that we are not feeding those spirits too that's why we must continue to unlearn that's why we have to continue to make ourselves be uncomfortable That's why we have to continue to ask ourselves, am I being inclusive of all black people in this moment as I'm thinking through? Because otherwise we feed nay spirits. We feed oppressor spirits. This is a war. This is a spiritual war. So I want us to be properly armed because it's a long battle. It's a long battle. And it's and guess what? It's a long battle that we're gonna we're gonna win. I have no doubt about that. Absolutely none. But five hundred years of spiritual war, um, and and just shit. It's gonna take a long time for us to undo and unlearn that stuff. So I'm trying every day to do my work and I encourage you to do your work. And so that we can be well. Pray. Pray to the spirits that want you free. And uplift them so that they can be strong. Because they have been... Is the word subverted? Or subdued? I don't know. I can't even think of my words right now. But they've been pushed and pressed down for a long time. Because we've thought that we didn't need them. Because of our own you know, teachings and... The thing is, the lies that we've been told, we know that that's not true anymore. So it's time to uproot those spirits. There's probably so many spirits of war we don't even know about that, that have completely been lost in our dormant. So we got to wake them up. Go to your altar and be like, hey, warrior spirits that I got in my lineage, I don't, might not know your names. But if you hear, give me a download. Give me a thought. Come to me in a dream. Show me what I need. What information do you have? Let me speak through a card. Speak through a di- piece of di- uh, piece of dice. Through the dice. Speak to me. Let me know. So that I know how I'm supposed to show up. And I know how to honor you. We need all hands on deck. We need all hands on deck right now. Um, so I think I, I ain't trying to be the dead horse. I think y'all get the message. I think y'all get the message. And, and again, y'all, y'all ain't got to believe me. Trust your eyes. Trust your intuition. Don't believe nothing I say. I'm just giving you the stuff I be thinking about, what I think. Trust your eyes. Trust what's happening around you. See it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. You need to see it for yourself. 
and move forward in whatever your conviction is about that, about what you see and what you experience in this world. Okay. I love y'all. We got it. We got us. I got y'all. Y'all got me. We, 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 we good. We good. We good. But just trust your eyes. Trust, trust. And if you can't see, I don't mean to be ableist. Trust your spirit. Trust your intuition. All you need is a little juju. Thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of a little juju podcast. Of course, if you would like to reach out to me, you can hit me up on my website, www.itsjujubay.com. Also on the social medias on Instagram. I am I-T-S-J-U-J-B-A-E. It's Juju Bay. I'm also It's Juju Bay on Twitter where I'm just talking shit. It's not all spiritual stuff. I'm on Facebook at Juju Bay, but I know I'm so sorry to my Facebook people. I do not be on there, but I I can't even say I'm a try, but you can find me on there on Facebook. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Of course, reach out to me. Um, I know I said I was tired, but of course, you know, if you have different talks or collaborations or things that you've been thinking through, of course, feel free to hit me up. Um, I have had to say no to things, but that doesn't mean that, you know, this is a continued, you know, things we have time. We have time. Um, I think that's it. I want to leave y'all with a song that I sang at a Say Her Name uh, altar building event in Baltimore Maryland last week it was put on by Hess it was put on by my friend Hess Love who y'all will get to know very soon um, my friend Ebony and some other folks helped me down in the ring shout which is a, a traditional way that our ancestors brought from Africa to the states and also to the Caribbean where we walk in a counterclockwise motion and we sing and we shuffle and we clap and we honor spirits and so I sang I ain't gonna let nobody turn me around at that Say Her Name event. So I just wanted to leave us with that, uh, with that song. So thank y'all. I appreciate you. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Hey, hit me up if you want to send me some stuff on the P.O. box. Later. Oh, and shout out to my friend Janae. She held me down in the ring shot too. And for the people whose names I didn't know, shout out to y'all. All right, later. All you need is a little juju. Right. <laughs>
Thank you.